Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. We're pleased to have with us today Attorney Brian Barr from the law firm of Cooper Levinson, PA, with offices in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. Brian is a partner in the firm's defense litigation practice group and works out of their Cherry Hill, New Jersey office. He focuses on matters involving insurance defense litigation with extensive experience in all related issues such as personal injury defense, insurance coverage, environmental and toxic torts, construction litigation, and professional malpractice. He also has published numerous articles and is a sought-after nationwide speaker. Brian, we're very pleased to have you with us today. Thank you, John. Today's topic is third-party bad faith claims in New Jersey, practice pointers and pitfalls. And Brian, for our first question today... Are insurers strictly liable for excess verdicts in the state of New Jersey? Uh, no, John, they're not. Despite what many uh, attorneys will claim or demand, insurers are not strictly liable for excess verdicts uh, against their insureds. Now, the law allows insurers to be wrong in their analysis, and the mere fact they may be wrong in the decision to try a case instead of settlement is not in and of itself bad faith. The New Jersey case law has rejected a strict liability approach for excess verdicts in New Jersey. What are the standards for insurer bad faith in New Jersey? John, the failure to settle within the policy limits when there is an opportunity to do so is not bad faith. The key in any analysis is what the insurance company knew and when did it know it. And there's a multitude of factors that the courts look to. The standards require affirmative attempts by the insurance company to try to settle the case. It also requires the insurance company to analyze the strengths and the weaknesses of a particular case. The insurance company also will be looked at to see what investigation they did, uh, what records they sought, what statements they took, maybe interviews or investigators they hired to uh, find facts, get medical records. Another factor that the court will use is what was the defense counsel's recommendations in the underlying case. Most insurance companies require some type of either suit report or pre-evaluation, pre-trial report, which will set forth their recommendations to settle or try the case. Other factors that can influence the decision is what were the parties' credibility, were they believable, were they likable. In a nutshell, it is a multitude of factors that will be used to analyze the insurance company's efforts to evaluate and make the decision to settle or try the case. Brian, what are the implications of Rova Farms' demands with a specific deadline for settlement? Recently, we've been seeing more letters from plaintiff's attorneys while the case is in litigation demanding a settlement of policy limits and giving a specific time. For example, you will have 30 days from this letter to settle the case or the settlement demand will be withdrawn. Now, how do you handle that from an insurance company standpoint? What do you do with that limited opportunity? Well, John, every case is fact-sensitive. There may be a case where liability is clear. For example, you may have a rear-end tractor-trailer accident where you don't really need to do a lot of liability investigation. You may have a dram shop case where there's a question about whether there were any witnesses that the uh, allegedly drunk person was visibly intoxicated. So all these demands are very fact-sensitive. Uh, sometimes an insurance company can evaluate a case early on to settle it before suit. And other times, you need discovery. You need depositions of the parties. You need expert reports. So, again, it is a very time-sensitive. Another question, John, is, well, if the insurance company decides not to settle a case within that window of opportunity, 
what are the damages that would be claimed against the insurance company for a bad faith claim? What happens if the insurance company makes an offer during trial or before verdict of the policy limits? What happens then? Well, there's no case law in New Jersey on that specific issue, but my analysis indicates that the damages would be the interest, attorney's fees, and costs between that limited window and the time the policy limits are offered. Because in New Jersey, the measure of damages in a bad faith case is the difference between the verdict and the policy limits. But when the policy limits have been offered before verdict, the insurer has a strong argument that they are not liable for that excess verdict damages. Brian, can bad faith claims proceed before the underlying case is involved by appeal? Most of them do. Most of them involve an assignment by the insured after the verdict and appellate process has run its course. What we're seeing now is sometimes there will be an assignment before the appellate process has run its course. Now, plaintiff's attorneys are using that uh, assignment and bad faith claim as leverage to get the case settled. But there's a practical implication of doing that because, number one, what would happen if the plaintiff's attorney in the bad faith claim obtained the file which contained attorney-client information between the defense attorney and the insured, the defense attorney and the insurance company, and then the case gets reversed and remanded, what happens then? As a practical matter, I think the, the plaintiff's attorney would probably be disqualified from representation. So there are a lot of things you can do in that situation. You could try to stay the bad faith claim until the underlying case has run its course, or you can file a motion to dismiss the bad faith claim until the case has run its course as well. Are there any practical implications of trying a bad faith case before a jury? John, there is always a difficulty trying a case when the outset the jury knows that the insurance company was wrong. So from the outset, you have to explain right away that the insurance company is allowed to be wrong as long as it fairly evaluated the case. Again, which I think is a difficult proposition when the jury already knows that the insurance company was wrong. And Brian, one final question today. How does an insurance company protect itself from bad faith claims? Well, John, the best way for the insurance companies to do that is to have a documented file that shows uh, frequent analysis of facts, defense counsel recommendations, and settlement attempts. It also helps the insurance company before suit if there are multiple communications with the plaintiff's attorney wherein the insurance company asks for things like medical records, uh, statements, any information that would help it evaluate the case because a lot of times plaintiff attorneys are not responsive. They may provide a limited or only favorable information to the insurance company, which in the end, if there is a bad faith claim, could hurt the plaintiff's case. The smoking gun often is a defense counsel's report, either an initial report or a pretrial report, which can act as a double-edged sword. It will give the plaintiff's attorney a lot of arguments if the defense attorney recommends settlement for a certain amount and that offer is not made. On the other hand, if the defense attorney's recommendations are to try the case or the valuation of the case is low, then the insurance company has some cover uh, for its reliance on defense counsel. But the most important element is the insurance company has to keep the insured's interests and rights in mind because there is a duty of good faith and fair dealing that the insurance company owes to its insureds. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, John. Have a good day. You too. That was attorney Brian Barr from the law firm of Cooper Levinson, PA, with offices in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. Special thanks to our producer today, Brian Cohen. 
And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year-long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 